one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another exciting episode of Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM, Auburn's premier home for student-run radio since 1971. I'm your host, Jack Hart, alongside my color man, Davis Carroll. We'd like to welcome in our listeners and viewers from across the Auburn and Opelika Megaplex and around the world, however you may be tuning in today, whether that be on your terrestrial radio antenna, through the information superhighway at weglfm.com, or tuning in after the fact on transistor.fm or Eagle Eye TV. We are happy to have you here in the booth with us for Auburn's only student-run drive-time morning show. And now as we are broadcasting live from the Bradley-based and WEGL studios in the bowels of the Harold Melton Student Center on the campus of Auburn University, where it is a drizzly 71 and cloudy this fine Wednesday morning, it's Compact Discourse. We wish you a most sincere good morning, and thank you once again for joining us today. Davis, how are we doing this uh, rainy Wednesday morning? Feeling good. Uh, only got one class today, and it's right after this, so looking forward to getting over with. Having a, having a fun afternoon. And look at, yeah, looking forward to recording Through the Lens today. Awesome. And we'll get to that later in the show. Of course, Through the Lens is Alex and Davis's movie podcast, which we are recording a very exciting episode of today. So a little bit of preview of that later in the show. All right, at this point, I would like to remind our audience that if at any point in the next two hours you feel so inclined to ask a question, drop a hot take, or in the highly unlikely event that we all get something wrong, if you want to correct us, you can go ahead and call in at 334-844-WEGL. That's 334-844-9345. You can also shoot us a tweet at CDISCAU. That's C-D-I-S-C-A-U. And uh, I might be a little more likely to get to that one. But once again, that phone number, 334-844-WEGL, 334-844-9345. Go ahead and give us a ring if you want to get your voice on the show. All right. And with that, we'll jump right into the show for today. We apologize for no show yesterday. There were a bit of technical difficulties at the station uh, regarding our bullpen computer. But uh, we are back, and I believe the video stream is actually working quite nicely well. Uh, I haven't dropped any frames yet, so hoping that stream of good luck continues. If you are watching on the video live stream on YouTube, that's WEGL 91.1. On YouTube, look for the orange and blue eagle logo. Uh, You can watch our video live stream and a video on demand as soon as the show is over. So if we have any technical problems with that, I do apologize. We are continuing to work on getting that back up and running. But if you would like to get an unabridged version of the show, we do offer it PSA Break Free as a podcast that gets uploaded every day after the show is over. And you can get every episode of our show we've ever recorded available on our transistor, which is an RSS feed, so you can pick it up pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. So be sure to do that if you miss any part of the show. All right, jumping right into things today, let's initially look at our weather report. As I mentioned right now, it is 71 degrees. Uh, Looking at the radar, looks like a lot of cloud cover, not much rain. Davis, you get rained on a little on the way in. I got a little drizzled on. You can probably, actually, can't, you can't see it on me anymore. It wasn't, it was like a good one. It didn't really bother you. Didn't You didn't really notice it, but it was there. But I expect it to kind of come down a little bit more later, so I brought an umbrella. Good to hear. Okay. And uh, so, yeah, 72 degrees. It looks like it's going to stay the same for about the remainder of the morning, but we will continue to keep you updated on that one. Of course, the tropical storm is making its way across the southern coast of the 
Gulf of Mexico. It looks like the main portion of that storm and rain is around the Hattiesburg area in Mississippi. So expect more rain as the day goes on as that tropical storm continues to push its way from west to east across the Gulf South. So looks anywhere on the Florida Panhandle, southern Alabama, southern Mississippi, it's going to get a little soggy this afternoon. All right. Well, let's jump right into the show. We do have a few quick announcements regarding university. Um, so a couple of exciting announcements to make. Of course, a new scholarship initiative to at Auburn uh, has been opened up to access, address accessibility. Rather, um, It's called Ever Auburn. Auburn has announced a new scholarship and financial aid initiative known as Ever Auburn that will make the Auburn experience accessible to deserving students who have the intellect, the drive and the desire, but not necessarily the means to attend Auburn University. Um, Bill Hargrave was quoted as saying, today we face a challenge that speaks directly to our core values of education, family, and concern for others. The essence of this initiative is access. We must provide a way for more talented, high-quality students to come to Auburn. We must help them because it's who we are, it's in our DNA, and who we've always been as a land-grant institution. So that was... pro. Um, Bill Hargrave, Provost and Senior Vice President for Academic Affairs, announcing this new Ever Auburn Scholarship Initiative. So exciting news coming from On the Plains. There's also going to be this September 17th, the Boschel Research Day is going to be uh, hosted this week. Auburn's 13th Annual Boschel Research Day scheduled for September 17th at the Marriott Resort and Grand National in Opelika. We'll bring together experts from all around the U.S. to discuss current topics relating to the diabetes and the role of obesity in its development. This year's program will feature addresses from world-renowned speakers, including Dr. James D. Graneman, Professor of Molecular Medicine, Genetics, and Internal Medicine, and Director of the Center of Integrative Metabolic and Endocrine Research, Wayne State University School of Medicine, Dr. Clayton E. Matthews, Sebastian Family Professor for Diabetes Research, University of Florida, and Elif Gellin Gustafsson, business person, social entrepreneur, sustainable food system activist, and author and co-founder of Feed Projects and The 30 Project. So, of course, this is a university event. Masks will be required indoors, as for all university buildings at, current, at the present state of affairs. But, once again, that is the 13th annual Boschel Research Day, set for September 17th, and it's going to be focused on diabetes and obesity. Um, we also have... The Auburn University College of Engineering Fair is today in the Brown Copel Engineering Student Achievement Center, um, across from the Shelby Center, across from uh, Chick-fil-A and West Mag. That's going to be from 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. You can stop by to learn about available opportunities, and um, that is, of course, the Auburn University College of Engineering Career Fair. So if you are in the College of Engineering and are looking for a prospective Place of employment, the Brown Copel Engineering Student Achievement Center is your place to be this afternoon from 2 to 6. Masks, of course, required as this is a university event indoors. And that is going to just about do it for our campus announcements. We'll do some camp uh, some student life announcements later on in the show. But um, that is it from the university. What are they going to do from stopping me from going to the uh, career fair and just learning? That is, a, that is a perfectly viable and good option. Gaining not, knowledge about I, other careers so I can I mean, take them down. Yeah, I've been to a business career fair before and um, the part-time job fair as well. So, I mean, there's nothing stopping you from going as a non-engineering student to the engineering job fair. I mean, Disney's probably going to be there. So if you're into Disney and you want to bend someone's ear over at the mouse, uh, you, you can do so. Uh, once again, that's the Brown Copel from 2 to 6. Um, 
my former employer is going to be there, so I might drop by, and uh, they requested my presence there. So we'll see how that transpires this afternoon. Davis, you know, come, come, on, come on about the field. I've, I'll see what, see what it's like to be an engineer. All I know is they go to work and come back. That's right. It's how the other half lives. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's a lot to discuss in the world. Davis has a few things he wants to bring up, and um, I'm here to field his questions. So we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to be discussing all things from around the world here on Compact Discourse, as we are wont to do. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about two minutes after these messages. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll, as always. Uh, welcome into the show, Davis Carroll. And welcome in to you guys for listening to the show this fine, rainy morning. So I hope wherever you are listening from this morning is warm, it is dry, and uh, you are enjoying the dulcet tones coming from WEGL 91.1 FM. I want to remind you that you can follow WEGL on Twitter and Instagram to get content. We post pretty much every day. Aaron has assembled a little little cadre of marketing people to get some content out over the internet every single day of the week. So check that out if you haven't already. That is at WEGL underscore AU on Twitter, Instagram, and now TikTok, I believe. I think I think we're getting hip. I think we're on TikTok now. All right. So you can do that. Uh, you can also go to WEGLFM.com if you want to listen to the live stream 24 hours a day. Whatever's playing on Weagle is playing on WEGLFM.com. Just hit the play button on the boom box on the homepage, uh, and that, that's, that's how you can listen live. And there's also going to be some new articles coming out. Uh, there's plenty of sports articles. There's going to be some album reviews, movie reviews even. We've got a whole entertainment team working together to make WEGLFM.com one of the best places to be on the internet. All right, and with that, I know I mentioned TikTok earlier, but uh, TikTok's added again, and they are creating a new trend that um, I feel every time one of these happens, I feel more and more like an old man. And you I, never see them because I can't. Re- yeah, I kind of retired from TikTok as after, uh, and and as soon as I did that, all my friends are on it now. So um, I I feel I do feel like an old man trying to like piece together like what. There was a period of a month where I'd send you like twenty TikToks a day. And then you'd see me be like, why are there so many? Some people get sucked in, and it, it, it's, it, it's sad, honestly. I've, I've escaped this grasp for the most part. I, I still am addicted to it, but I don't ignore, I, I don't, like, go into my own world on it like someone on the show does. Yeah, we, we'll refrain from dropping names, but I think if you, if you know anything about our personalities, you, could, you can figure out pretty easily. All right, so jumping in to what TikTok has served up for the, this, this week, and the news has already caught on to it, which means it's probably lame already, but... Davis, what is TikTok up to? So TikTok's newest trend, so the uh, it's basically is called devious licks or any any uh, 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 other form of something lick, like and a, and a lick is, is what like a, a good steal. 
is basically what it means. Like a fine galvanized piece of aluminum? Yeah, I wish. Uh, a successful theft. I see. Mostly. Stealing. With an Which with A. I had not heard of a lick before, to be honest with you. But <clears throat> it is a slang term. I guess a not too common one. Basically means, yeah, you, you made easy money, you got a good steal. Okay. And basically you what it's come it. to, no. You, you can lick something. I guess you, uh, I'm not sure if you can use it as a verb, but it's usually so as if, if I you were to make a lick. If I were to steal a banana from Bob on Payne. You didn't lick it. I didn't you, lick the banana. You made a lick. I completed a successful lick. Yes. Okay, understood. But you said, as to, it's just kind of like you like, I made a devious lick earlier. Okay. I made a, I made a good lick, which is... <laughs> You sound so lame. You sound like old people. Well, what is this lick they're talking about? Well, who are they licking? <laughs> but <laughs> basically, it started out as like you'd steal maybe like a sign or something to be like, oh, look at this good lick. And then like people are trying to one up each other. And then I saw a few like somehow people got like IHOP signs or subway signs, which I'm not sure if they actually stole those or they like got it from like a closing down store. Mm, it could be performative. There are a few that I think are fake. But there are a lot that are definitely real. And the trend has really started to focus mainly in like middle schools and high schools. So like as TikTok users are wont to do. So people are stealing like soap dispensers, like not not too big a thing. I guess those can be replaced. I've seen people steal urinals somehow. I mean, I'm saying I, I usually the, the phrase is anything that isn't bolted down. But yes. I'm seeing things that are bolted down get stolen. I've um, seen a according bathroom to, stall. Yeah, Kansas City Star says Johnson County School has bathroom stores, bathroom doors and toilet seats stolen. I've seen a whole row of lockers somehow. I've seen someone get the key to the school somehow, which I think that one could be like, it's not actually the key to it, or maybe it's just like their mom works there and they took the key, which I don't think that's that devious of a lick, if I if I can say so myself. Yeah, I mean, if you have the key. Yeah, if you I'll, have a way to get it without actually stealing it, that's not a devious lick. But I just want to say real quick, a disclaimer, don't do this because uh, it's illegal. And what are you going to do with a soap dispenser? Yeah, what are you going to do with a, a row of lockers? I saw someone get a church pew, but I think that they already had that one. Those are pretty, you can get those mm -hmm. in much other ways. I've sat in many a church pew at a non-church venue. There was a thrift store in Auburn, the big one that moved to the smaller venue. They had like a whole row of church pews you could just buy. I don't know where they are now. Now you tell me. I don't know where they are now, but they at one point there was a ton of them. All right, uh, I have a pretty insane quote here from this article. We have... Only two weeks into school and already got this absolute devious lick, TikTok user at Jaden Flick wrote in an on-screen caption since in a since-deleted video showing them pulling what appears to be a Georgia-Pacific hands-free paper towel dispenser from their backpack and setting it on a couch. Lots to dissect in that one. Yeah, okay, so when it started out, people was opening their backpacks and, like, taking something out. I okay. saw someone steal all the signs from doors at their, like, college and... There was a follow-up where the cops came in and took them all back, which was pretty funny. Like, it was just stuff, like, not too big a stuff, like... Stuff that won't be missed. Yeah, like a sign, maybe, like, a pencil sharpener. Then it started, like, really ramping up, like, stuff that I don't know how they got. Someone stole a school bus, which I saw that one. The trend is no longer taking things out of your backpack, but I think it's still kind of, like, they act like they're going to it and they pan up to what they took, and then it's something crazy is, like, the payoff. I really don't know how you're taking some of these things.
And apparently, from what I've heard in like the comment sections or other videos, schools are like a war zone now. Like so it's like who, a demilitarized zone with all the stuff missing. Who can get their hands on stuff hanging from the ceiling? People trying to steal exit signs from the from the walls. I mean, the the society does base itself on a pretty general understanding that we just don't steal things. Because I mean, yeah, it's any society. I feel like. once we get once it's our society is predicated on that. Sign a social contract. Once you. <laughs> The fundamental rights of man, of course, life, liberty, and property. And then the third one under attack here as the school. I mean, you think about it at school. I mean, you outnumber the employees eight to one, nine, ten to one. Yeah, depend, yeah depending on how big the school is. And, I mean, you, there's just a lot of social pressure that's there to prevent something like this from happening. And it seems that all it took was one domino for this entire uh, web of, of, of social social obligation to all come it tumbling takes- down. Is the probab or the possibility of going viral for people to start committing becoming kleptomaniacs? That's right. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't even take that. Sometimes it's just the thrill. I would like to go to like a high school where this is happening. And just do- just really sit back and watch it. Maybe document it. This 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 is smacks of um, old man Jack thinking about what what the uh, the vaping crisis was like back <laughs> in high school. Where did you live through that? Yes, there was people would go to the bathrooms and like there was a lot of tricks. I I never actually did it. I didn't think it was worth it. Smart to like get caught vaping, and I'm not really into that anyways. But like people had so many tricks to get around it, and some of them were so obvious. I think the teacher just didn't care. Pretend we were at a private school, so like you could get in actual like really big trouble for it. Pretend like, you're smoking a cigarette so they don't catch you vaping. One thing they do is they put in there. Wait, I shouldn't probably tell you the tricks. All right. Well, well, of course, here at Compact Discourse, we want to encourage you not to steal anything. That's not what this is about. I just want, I'm just reporting uh, what, what's hip. Um, do not do this. I like but Good Morning America. If you, uh, if, you, if, you, if you did, I mean, you can't take it back now. Go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345 and uh, tell us about it. Tell us what you stole. Um, but, of course, don't do this. Um, although it is crazy, I, what is what do you see the logical end conclusion of this being? What, how, uh, how does this end? Does someone have to die? The, no, I don't think. I think someone might get arrested, and people are like, "Okay, let's cool it," or the trend just dies because trends eventually die anyways. As uh, I've stopped liking the tweet or the the TikToks, they're not really that funny anymore. It's just like, "Oh, look at this thing I stole." I'm like, "Okay." At first, I was like, "Whoa, how'd you get that?" Uh, how'd you get that crazy thing that's usually hard to get to? But now it's just like I ripped a urinal out of the wall, like my video. I'm not sure how the degradation of culture continues. H- how long this trend can live? It's, it's, but even the even they're they're exhausting a very finite resource. But the thing is, will middle schoolers and high schoolers or whatever just keep doing it after the trend dies? I could see that. But if your main thesis is that they're only doing it for for clout. For, for, well, they, for well, hits on TikTok. If they can get clout in the school, like just from your classmates, you're like, oh, look what I stole. They're like, yo, look at that cool thing you stole. That's going to get back to administration very quickly. That's true. If you're only doing it, because the thing the thing about the internet is that the principal's not on TikTok yet. You know, that's how things start. There's too much content for, for the administration to possibly be on top of it. You see what I'm saying? Yes. When do you think it's going to end? I think it's going to get lame. Like, there's going to be like... <laughs> What's Good Morning America? It's like, look at this devious yeah, lick we hit. Everyone go devious lick your calculator out of your pouch to do word problems, you know? At, 
Like that would make you pretty lame. That lame. I'm out. Boo. Once Target makes a <laughs> makes an ad about it for back to school shopping. Don't devious lick us. Come get your school supplies. See, that's I mean, that that's we talked about social pressure earlier, but that's exactly how things die, is they become lame. But the thing is they end up coming back eventually. It, I feel because I have a brother in middle school now. Mm-hmm. I haven't been around him recently to know his how the devious lick is going at his school. But like, there's been trends from when we like when Vine was around. Like we obviously were, I guess we were into that. Like we we were around whenever I was making the quotes in middle school, and then it kind of died for a while. And now middle school is just making the same, like watching the same videos we did, making the same quotes. I know it's not exactly equatable, but like. Yeah, there's an element of nostalgia. There's an element of once the room dies down, if you're the first person to shout again, you're right there in it. You're the one to bring back a trend. Are there going to be waves of devious licks forever now? I mean, we'll have to get our team. We'll have COVID season and devious lick season. And, uh, I mean, (laughs) milk crate season. Is that coming back? I think that's already dead. Uh, Someone died. It became lame. Good Morning America (laughs) talked about it, and we never heard about it again. It was still cool when we talked about it. That's what I'm saying. All right, and Devious Licks, we'll see how long this remains cool. All right, we are going to head to a quick break. Good discussion here on Compact Discourse. If you want to tweet at us, at C-D-I-S-C-A-U, any Devious Lick stories you may have to offer, we'll, we'll censor your name if, if you so choose. Um, or you can call in at 334-844-9345 if you have anything you want to add to the show. Thank you for listening to Compact Discourse. We will be right back in about two minutes after these messages. You're listening to Jack Hard and Davis Carroll on Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1. FM. And welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. And nobody else. Over there? I'm just a little, a little burp. <laughs> I tried to fight it, but it won. All right, we are hanging out here in the Bradley Basin Studios on the campus of Auburn University here in the Harold D. Melton Student Center on September 15th, 2021. It's 8.30 a.m., and it's a little rainy outside, so I hope wherever you are listening from or from wherever you are listening here on this fine Wednesday morning, you are in a warm, you are in dry, and you are not caught out in the rain like Davis and I were earlier today. But the show must go on as always. We do not care. And the show must go on. Heck yeah. All right, Davis, we're talking Devious Licks. Now, if you don't know, Devious Licks uh, is something we discussed in the last segment. It is a new viral trend on TikTok. I presume other apps as well. You know, all apps are the same now. Um, where, where, where children, it seems, uh, mostly school age, middle, middle and high school, are, are just, you know, having an unauthorized change of possession, is I think uh, the legal definition you presented to me, from, uh, from, from their school to their backpacks. And we're not advocating for it, but we're just reporting this is, this is what your kids are up to. If you have any stories of you making a devious lick, or you know somebody did, I mean, 
Long past the statute of limitations, yes. mind you. Alabama's is six years. It's not legal advice. Nobody here is qualified to give you legal advice, so don't take it as such. But one simple Google search shows that Alabama's statute of limitations for theft is within uh, legal action has to be taken within six years of the conversion. That meaning conversion of possession to you. So does that mean stealing? Yes. Okay. If you stole it, legal action has been taken has to be taken within six years of your theft. Do you know any devious slick stories, Jack? I'm having a hard time thinking of any at present. Um, it, obviously, this is this wasn't really a thing back. I mean, I I've seen it more so in in college. Um, people just. Stealing things on their walking home. It's kind of like signs. Walking though. home from dinner. Yeah, just stuff that's left out in the street. It's yeah. not stuff that's bolted down. I feel like the reason is really with school kids, school age kids, as you said. Because they're bored? I think it's because they have access to those like things you don't see very often. I mean, I guess you see urinals and stuff often, but like. I've seen urinals. <clears throat> yeah, but like you can walk to. Like, uh, my, 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 my thought's falling apart right now. I guess you do see exit signs. The average person sees exit signs, urinals, and like hand dispens or soap dispensers quite often. So never mind. Well, I will say that this is kind of a kind of a uh, a more redneck country thing to do. But I know stealing street signs is big. Yeah. Because out in the sticks, there's like some fun <coughs> some funny street names. It's like Paws Farm Road, or like Gumsuck Branch, like stuff ah. like that. I can't attest to that. And I'm from the boondocks. When I was visiting you, we literally visited a place called Yelling Location. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. So yeah, The Yelling Settlement. Yeah, the Yelling Settlement. So There was no sign to take there. Don't We, 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 we investigated. We checked. Um, so, yeah. I mean, that's, what I, that's the only context for Devious Licks I have is, is the, the idea of, you know, rolling up in the middle of the night with, with, your, uh, with your drill and unscrewing a funny sign to put up in, in your... Uh, in your bedroom, you know. But that's not really hurting anybody. Yeah, I feel like the Devious Licks end where, like, I don't think Devious Licks are going to be like, you steal from a store, you steal food, or anything like that. It's going to really just be signs or stuff that don't really inconvenience people. I guess signs do. I guess, no, I mean, I guess it inconveniences people, but, like, not like a... a Immediate threat to life uh, and limb. Yeah, an immediate loss of revenue. Like, if you steal from a store, yeah. then the owner of the store is going to lose revenue there. But if you steal a... Uh, Soap dispenser. Or a, a, a wet floor sign. There's, I, there's, it's, it's harder to track. I just want to say Auburn needs to put away their wet floor signs. There's been one that's sitting in the second floor Haley Center for like a month. I will say that, that they need to move them just because I keep running into the one outside of Weagle here. And it, it's really loud when it falls over. <laughs> You think you'd move it? You could just move it. I do move it, but it gets put back every day. Is much the like, floor wet? It, I I presume it was when <laughs> they put the sign out, but they don't exactly follow up when they clean it. All right, well, we're going to hit your weather report really quick. It has gotten up to 76 degrees with periods of rain. Winds are coming in east-northeast at 5 to 10 miles per hour here in Auburn, Alabama. Chance of rain remains at 90%. We'll probably get about a half inch of rain today. Um, UV index is, of course, 4 of 10. So if you're making it out to the pool today, um, reconsider. Um, we're going to be looking at thunderstorms throughout the day and throughout the weekend. It looks like we're dealing with scattered thunderstorms and a 40% chance of rain all the way over to next Wednesday. So 
plan accordingly and try to stay dry if you're not heading up to Pennsylvania this weekend. All right, and then oh, your overnight temperature is going to be 68 degrees. Uh, it's going to just continue to be rain showers. doesn't look like any kind of thunderstorm action with 100% humidity going on tonight. Uh, once again, 5-mile-per-hour winds and the chance of rain remaining at 90%. We're expecting, once again, about a half inch of rain today. So get out your galoshes, get out your duck boots, and get uh, stay dry. I have a, a pair of hydrophobic pants I've been wearing when it rains. Interesting. Yeah, it just kind of beads Are up. They like beads up and rolls off. Is it like a rain jacket material or more like a dry fit material? It's it's a Lululemon product. It's called a bowline pant, and it's it's it feels a lot like uh like a rain jacket. Interesting. Yeah, it, are they it, comfortable? They're pretty comfortable. That's all that matters. They don't they don't cinch around my calves like the joggers do, so they look a little silly, but it's it's worth it to stay dry. Understood. Good take. All right, so we are going to talk about a little news, a little bit of sad news. Uh, we have to report is that uh, Norm McDonald, comedian and influential SNL guest, has passed away at 61. So uh, we were all saddened to hear yesterday that Norm McDonald had passed away. And I know that's somebody we, we, we talk about a lot. When in Davis and I's conversation, uh, Norm McDonald seems to come up a whole lot. And even before we heard of the news of him passing away at 61. We were yesterday. talking about him the other day for some reason. We, we Like a week ago. We were. He has a... We were talking about him. I can't, well, re- can't remember why. I think you do, but <laughs> I don't. Yeah, a lot of it, a lot of his material is a little too off color to repeat to repeat on radio, but that's okay. Um, there's a time and place for that material. Um, do you have any fond memories of of Mr. McDonald? I so I didn't obviously neither of us watched Norm McDonald when he was on SNL. That was in like the early '90s, mid '90s probably. But uh, I remember I found him like maybe three years ago, just like scrolling YouTube. I I found all his videos, like all the compilations of how funny he is, and his his humor is definitely unique. He has like really, like you said, off color and a lot of anti humor jokes, kind of like weird delivery, and he'll say it like four times for the crowd to get it, and then they'll finally get it. He was a funny guy. His he was one of a kind. I remember dear friend of the show and and a personal friend Carter Bird very much enjoyed the comedy of Norm McDonald. He's funny. I can remember many times sitting in the bullpen next door uh, watching Norm McDonald highlights on, on the TV. So um, we're all sad to hear of that. Of course, uh, Norm McDonald, whose laconic delivery of sharp and incisive observations made him one of Saturday Night Live's most influential and beloved cast members. He died yesterday after a nine-year private battle with cancer at the age of 61. There's a few quotes we can say. I mean, I personally, I'm most fond of his performance as Burt Reynolds on <laughs> Celebrity Jeopardy. Turd Ferguson. That's that's a good one. He's he played a lot of <clears throat> great characters for SNL. He, he was always good on Celebrity Jeopardy bits. He played Bob Dole apparently in Lou Gehrig, which I haven't seen that one. He also played. Uh, do you remember when he played Colonel Sanders for like a week and then they replaced him with whom? I mean, like, on the commercials, like the KFC commercials. Oh, yeah, but during the, the rotating Colonel era. Yes. With Jim Gaffigan and Reba. That was before, no, like, no, 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 before that, like, when they were first brought back the Colonel, like, mm. in the commercials as a live action, Norm MacDonald was the Colonel for, like, a little bit, and then they replaced him with the new guy that's still doing all the stuff. Interesting. I'm looking into it. But one of Norm MacDonald's best questions, I'll pose it to you real quick. He said, I... 
ID is a strange abbreviation. The I stands for I, and the D stands for identification. Does that, is that stand correct? Wait, 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 wait hold on. Yeah, identification. Ident hold on. Yeah, let me look into this. <laughs> okay, but yeah. So Norm MacDonald played a lot of very... I mean, he just show up on shows sometimes like a one-off character. He played Death and Family Guy the first... In the first episode, Death showed up, and he was, I think he was the better Death than the other guy. Chris knows the other guy's name, because it's Chris, and he loves Family Guy, but uh, he played uh, like a slime monster in one show, I think, and he used to have a show called The Norm Show after he left SNL, which he let, do you know why he was fired off SNL, Jack? I think you can take your pick. Am I, yeah, I'm allowed to say it. So, the... Norm Macdonald back in the 90s was pretty notorious for making O.J. Simpson jokes. Oh, yes. <laughs> pretty, most of them were pretty funny. Uh, pretty poignant. Very. <laughs> I think it's a diplomatic way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, pretty poignant. But uh, the, execu the NBC executive was pretty good friends with O.J. Lorne Michaels. Not Lorne Michaels. Oh. A different NBC executive. Lorne Michaels wouldn't fire. Lorne Michaels knows what's funny most of the time. He knows what's up. So this this guy was friends with OJ and he thought Norm was being too hard on him. So he was like, Norm, you better you gotta cut out the jokes. And then the next week, Norm made more OJ jokes and then he got fired. So comes with the territory. Should he stop making OJ jokes? I, they were funny at the time. For I some people. OJ's given us a lot of new material in recent years now that he's back on Twitter. I wonder what Norm McDonald if what Norm McDonald see all the well, hey Twitter world, OJ Mahomes here. I wonder if Norm McDonald's in OJ's Fantasy League. Oh, my goodness. That'd be crazy. Wouldn't that be a, a wacky episode? I, I'm seeing that ID stands for identification document. Okay. But it is a poignant observation. So his joke failed. I mean. But it was still funny. No, because, like, I got what he meant, you know. Identification. identification. There you go. So, of course, uh, was a very funny guy. Uh, I'm I'm pretty fond of. A lot of the podcasts I listen to are hosted by by comedians, and they are a very tight knit community. So I've heard a lot of good Norm Macdonald stories over the years. He's your favorite. He's your favorite comedian's favorite comedian. Whether that be you know Bill Burr, Burt Kreischer, any of those, they they run in a very tight group, and so they they it seems that they all looked up to him for being a, kind of a a puritan in the craft of of comedy. Hmm, he was funny. Am I allowed to tell people to go look him up? You can uh, you can present that as an option. Y'all should maybe go look up Norm Macdonald clips on YouTube. Especially, start out with the SNL ones, and then, if you feel so inclined, maybe if you'd like to... Maybe head on over to OJ. You can work up to the OJ jokes. <laughs> Do you think you can handle it? <laughs> His weekend updates, he has some good jokes on there. Some of them are off-color. But that's Norm Macdonald. Not everything's going to land. Some of them have aged poorly. I'll say that. I was listening to some on the way here. Fair enough. All right, we're going to head to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion here on Compact Discourse. Don't go anywhere. Tweet at us, at CDiscAU. Call in, 334-844-9345. We want to hear from you. Don't go anywhere. Jack Hart and Davis Carroll sitting in the booth with you this morning. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Let's face it, they can't do it without your help. Join me in supporting Feeding America and your local food bank at...
Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. You're joined by Jack Hart and Davis Carroll right here in the Bradley Basin WEGL studios here on the Harold Melton Student Center on a rainy Wednesday morning. Thank you for choosing to tune in to Auburn's only student-run radio station since 1971. That's over 50 years now. Thank you once again for choosing to listen to WEGL. Um, go to WEGLFM.com if you want to check out a 24-hour live stream of the station as well as fabulous content from our dedicated team of writers. That gets updated pretty much every day if you want to get some sports, entertainment, news, content. That's WEGLFM.com. And also, if you haven't been in a while, it looks a lot cooler. Aaron has put in some work and simply gorgeous website at WEGLFM.com. Check it out if you haven't already. And go ahead and follow the station at WEGL underscore AU. That's WEGL underscore AU on Facebook. Not Facebook. We do have a Facebook. WEGL on Facebook. But the the at you're looking for is WEGL underscore AU. And you can go to that at on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. All three of those social media platforms have the exact same at. And it is WEGL underscore AU. All right. Auburn Stages is continuing this week. I've heard from Mr. Baisden, Dylan, that it will probably be pushed inside um, due to rain, but that is okay. We do have a contingency plan for that one. Um, be sure to follow WEGL underscore AU on Instagram for updates on that one. But we do have Bloom coming up on the, tw- on the 23rd, as well as Matt Bryant coming up tomorrow. So Matt Bryant is going to probably be in Dudley tomorrow. With the uh, that's the rain venue, so check out Matt Bryant. I've heard he's an ambient looping artist. So if you've never heard of that before, go check it out. And if that's your thing, then we got the perfect guy for you. That's Matt Bryant coming up tomorrow on Auburn stages. That is what to, you can look forward to from WEGL. That's an event we put on with uh, Tiger Dining and Auburn stages. And then looking around at what else is going on, we have. Cruella, UPC is showing Cruella September 16th, that's tomorrow, (laughs) on the Upper Quad, which I believe that'll probably get moved into the Student Center Ballroom due to rain, but that's going to start at 7.30, doors open at 7, so that's Cruella on September 16th, which is tomorrow evening, if you're interested in seeing that one, I know UPC usually has free drinks and snacks at their movie nights, so be sure to follow at AuburnUPC on Instagram if you want updates on that one and where the venue will be if the rain persists. All right, Davis, we watched a little, we watched a little movie last night and uh, in preparation for your movie podcast, but I, I watched it just for the, for the joy of enjoying film. And that movie was the conclusion of the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy, also known as Spider-Man 3. Yes. Is, is everything I said there correct? Uh, it wasn't. Fun fact, it wasn't supposed to be the conclusion. But the bad reception of it ended up making it the conclusion. And Sony was like, well, we'll just reboot it. And then they made Amazing Spider-Man. So I know, I know you know a lot about the context in which films are made, which I think you can glean a lot about movies from the, the circumstances surrounding their development and personnel changes. And you mentioned to me a lot of friction between, between Raimi and the development of the movie, the producers or Sony, I guess, the executives. So... My question is, I had always assumed that this was planned to be a trilogy. Was the idea for just 
for Raimi to just keep making Spider-Man movies I think forever? It was only going to be four. Was the plan? He kind of had a plan. He planned it out. He set up everything from the first movie. You see Doctor Connors in the first movie, and he is was going to end up being the villain in the fourth. He's going to be the lizard. He's the guy with the one arm, and that's kind of the Doctor Connors' whole character of becoming the lizard because he wants to grow back. Interesting. Fun fact. Do you know about lizards and their detachable appendages? I do now. I learned about it a week or two ago. But very, I very interesting. I knew they could grow them back, but I didn't know they could attach them at will. So this third movie, I think I think it's safe to say is the weakest of the three. Yeah, I will also agree it's the weakest of the three. But it's not near as bad as everybody acts like it is on the internet. I don't think, at least. What did you think of it? Was your, this your first time watching it? It was my first time watching it. Um, I was actually I was only tangentially aware of its existence even i'm not i'm not very up on the superhero lore as uh, as you may know if you know anything about me but i was i was uh mightily entertained by this this movie it was very silly and i can i can get behind a it was silly the movie. silliest of the three I'll the, say all that. three of the movies are very silly um I, I think this one turns it up a notch this, this one was very silly um so i enjoy that about movies i uh, there, there's a I mean, you're dealing with with a man that's a spider, so there's not a, a great deal of seriousness that needs to be taken um, with this one. We're not watch, watching Schindler's List, you know. You made a reference to that last night during a black and white scene of it. <laughs> yes, uh, Schindler's List is a, is a movie I, I joke about a lot because I'm colorblind and that movie's in black and white. <laughs> there's the one scene of color. Yeah, the girl's wearing a green jacket. It's no! very interesting. Um, what, is, what do you think that she meant by that? All right, so... I did enjoy the movie, and then are you guys talking about the entire Sam Raimi trilogy on Through the Lens? All three were probably really focused on the third because there's probably the most to say about that one, most contention there. Um, The the first two, everybody kind of agrees they're great. The depends on who you are, if you like the second or the first one more. Mm -hmm. I like the second one more. What about you? I really enjoyed... Both of them. I'm having a hard time separating them in my mind. It is basically just you can watch it as one long movie, and that's I think that's how Sam Raimi intended it. Something that I have a bit of a qualm with is that I enjoyed our villains too much for them to be disposed of so quickly. Does that that's make sense? Point. I mean, I I get what you're saying, but I'm not sure if they could show up for more than one movie. I guess technically Green Goblin did because I mean Green Goblin's gone in the first movie, Doc Ock's gone in the second movie, and then you have a whole cast of characters uh, that show up in the third movie and I I would hope that maybe he just temporarily just wounded them maybe in the first movie and then they all come back for the third movie to be like a bad guy team maybe that's that's corporate America trying to sell me an action figure but that I I really enjoyed uh, our time with Dr. Octopus and I hated to see him go away well if if Raimi I guess if he had let them live. There could have been a Sinister Six movie, which is Doc Ock, Green, usually Doc Ock, Green Goblin, Electro, which who never showed up in any of these movies. Uh, have we seen Electro before? In Amazing Spider-Man. Oh, okay. And he's going to be returning in the new No Way Home. I'm excited for that. I'm I'm doubly excited for the new. I was I was kind of eh on the Spider-Man movies, uh, the new the new Marvel ones uh, after seeing the first one. Not the first one, the second one, I guess. The one where he goes to Europe. Um, I was I was kind of eh on that one, but uh, and then I was a little bit excited because it ends with a twist ending, and then I've become more excited about it after watching the trailer 
And then after contextualizing watching the trailer by watching all three of the Sam Raimi movies now, I'm actually pretty excited to check out this movie on December 17th when it comes out. We still have the amazing Spider-Man to watch sometime. I mean, I live, so I live with a guy who wakes up every morning by drinking a glass of I hate those movies. So I don't know, if I'm, said, a, I don't know if I'm allowed to watch those. Chris says he likes the first one. He said the first one's okay, but the second one is I don't know if we can repeat Dog that water. That's the <laughs> best way I can say it. the two it. words we can repeat. All right, so um, we're excited for Spider-Man. Um, if you're excited for Spider-Man, let us know. Go ahead and tweet us at CDiscAU. That's at C-D-I-S-C-A-U. Or you can call in and get your Spider-Man opinions on the show. I think the funniest part of these three movies are J.K. Simmons. He, by far, the best J. Jonah Jameson ever. Some of the best comedic timing I've seen. Sam Raimi's funny. Sam Raimi knows how to put jokes in any movie. He's usually a horror movie director, and he still put jokes in those movies. Can I ask what else Sam Raimi's had his hands on? He made the Evil Dead, all the Evil Dead movies, basically. With Bru- That's why Bruce Campbell showed up in all of the Spider-Man movies, because they're good friends. I'm pretty sure they met at co- – they were roommates in college, I'm pretty sure. I think that's true. Interesting. Uh, made all the Evil Deads. He made Army of Darkness – I think he made Darkman, maybe, which is like a kind of like a cult classic movie, kind of like a he came back from the dead. I think he made Oz the Great and Powerful with James Franco, which I'm just looked up. Uh, most other things, I think he really's a, more of a producer, kind of has hands in. But Spider Man and Evil Dead are his biggest things, and he's going to make the new Doctor Strange movie. Okay, and that is separate from the new Spider Man movie that has Doctor Strange in it. It's going to be like right after, I'm pretty sure. It's him, it's Doctor Strange and Wanda Maximoff, or Scarlet Witch, kind of like, it's called Multiverse of Madness. It's supposed to be kind of like a horror movie, so Sam Raimi's the obvious choice. Interesting. And that's from WandaVision, you say? Yes. The girl from, yeah, Scarlet Witch from WandaVision. Okay. This is a lot to keep keep track of. It is. If you a lot of moving parts. If you haven't been watching most, uh, keeping up with it for the most part since it began, it is hard to kind of get your foot in the door. Do you have any, like, just 10,000-foot view, broad-based opinions about what Disney slash Marvel is doing with their, their cavalcade of characters? I do. How do, how do you feel about, I mean, is, this, is nothing, this is something we've never seen before in the world of film, I guess because you haven't been able to logistically pull it off, and, or no one's had the resources to, but to have a multiverse, is that what they call it? Cinematic universe, is that, yes. what, is that what they That's call That's like it? the, yeah, yeah. What, do you have any broad-based opinions about that? So, so uh... So Martin Scorsese, or Scorsese, I think is the correct way to say it, uh, he said that Marvel doesn't even make movies anymore, which I actually tend to agree with. I think their movies are entertaining, uh, I, but I do think that it's basically just like high budget. It's a high budget TV show to me at this point. Like I'll keep up with it. It's entertaining. I grew up with these characters. I really like these characters when they when it wasn't cool to like them. I was a fan of them. But I think Marvel has done a great job of bringing them into the mainstream, making everyone like them. But I think some of the liberties... Uh, I don't really care about the liberties they're taking with the stories. Actually, I do, obviously. I was just saying that. But uh, some of the things they're doing with the characters, I get they're doing it for the movies. But mm, I'm not really a fan of all of the things they do. Like, most specifically, how they made Spider-Man kind of under the wing of Tony Stark and how he really depends on Tony Stark for his whole thing. Interesting. So it, it is is Tom Holland Spider-Man younger than Toby Spider-Man? I mean like in universe no. 
they're both supposed to be teenagers. Oh, but okay. like Tom Holland looks a lot yeah, younger. Yeah, Tom like Holland. in the first Tom movie, Holland's like a like a kid. In the first movie, Peter is in was high in school. high school. I'm pretty sure he was a senior because they had to graduate. Yeah. But like still, he's probably like 18. So I mean, you just see we see the Marvel movies more as vehicles for storytelling and advancing of greater plot rather than individual pieces of art. Mm. Is that a good way of putting it? I guess you could put it like that. Like they're just there to tick a box. Yes. Like, yeah, they all kind of become formulaic in a lot of ways. And I'm hoping that this new phase, as they call them, phase four, with Sam Raimi kind of leading the charge with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness kind of changes up the formula and makes each movie its own thing but still connected is what I hope. All right. Well, we are going to head to our 9 o'clock break for about five minutes. And when we come back, we will hopefully have DJP in the studio to talk a little bit with us. And if not, we will just continue to talk with Davis. And if you would like to get on the show as well, you can at CDiscAU or call in at 334-844-9345. You're listening to Compact Discourse. Don't go anywhere. We'll be back in about five minutes with the second half of the show. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I want that log crawling arachnid prosecuted. I want him strung up by his web. I want And welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Hope you enjoy that little five minute break between hours of the show. I'm, of course, your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll. However you are joining us today, we want to thank you for doing so, whether you're listening on WEGL 91.1 FM in your car or in your uh, on your stereo, watching on WEGLFM.com. Click that boom box with the play button to get a 24-hour live stream of whatever is airing on Weagle. Uh, you might also be listening to our podcast. Wherever you get your podcast, just search for Compact Discourse. I think if you even Google that, our Spotify page comes up now. So check that out if you haven't already. Those episodes get released every day after the show, completely PSA break free. So I'm going to go edit out the PSAs and upload that as soon as we get done here today. You also may be watching our video live stream on the WEGL YouTube page. I think it's working now. Uh, We haven't dropped a frame for this entire show. So hopefully you are able to watch, see our beautiful faces and uh, whatever we bring into the studio. I know Grayson's been caught on camera a few times uh, in his office. Um, we're also welcoming DJP into the booth. He is here to talk with us a, lot of, a little bit of music, as he is wont to do on a Weagle Wednesday. So we're also previewing our exciting week of shows coming up, as well as previewing the Woodstock Hour. I mean, he's probably going to sit in the booth and DJ a little bit, um, as he enjoys doing for a few hours after the show ends today. So keep that dial right here on WEGL 91.1 FM if <laughs> you want to do that. Um, so JP, getting settled into the studio right now. Of course, I'm Jack Hart, joining alongside Davis Carroll. We talked a little bit about Spider-Man right before the break. So, of course, we had to play the J. Jonah Jameson station ID, one of our favorites here on the show. And we are excited to continue that. So I might get JP's take on how he feels about the Marvel Cinematic Universe, if he's checked out on that or locked in like some of us are. And we also got a big road trip coming up this weekend. So I'm going to get everybody's opinion on how we feel about road trips and the role they play in uh, our daily lives. So I'm going to pass it over to Davis. Davis, what were you thinking about during the break? Do you have anything to share? Um, we also want to, if you want to get your opinion on the show, you can call in at 334-844-9345 or tweet at me at CDiscAU and we'll get your opinion on the show. JP, Davis, welcome back in for the second hour of the show. How are we feeling? 
feeling good. I saw a thing over the break that a company got fifteen million bucks to bring back a woolly mammoth, but they've been saying that for years. So I don't. I think they're just all. Was it all hat and no cowboy? What is all it? hat and no cattle, bruh? Mm. I'll had and no woolly mammoth. Explain to me why it's cattle and not cowboy. Because a cowboy's job is to handle cattle. I get it now. I get it. And he spent a lot of money on his hat, but he didn't spend a lot of money on what a cowboy is really supposed to do. That's handle cattle. to the basketball court with a new pair of LeBrons, a shooting sleeve, a headband, and having no game. Like that. All headband, no game. All show and no game. There you go. We had a guy like that at Christ the King. I'm not going to say his name, but... Do I know him? Did he go to McGill? Um, I think he went to McGill. I I'm pretty sure he went there. But Mike's been on for one minute. And we're already in Towny Talk. Towny Talk. All right. Yeah, it didn't take that long. So you got you out on the woolly mammoth? No go. No. I mean, have you heard of me like talking about like playing God? Like not me playing God, but like the idea of other people doing that. No sir. Oh uh, well, I mean, it kind of like, sounds like they're trying to just like Jurassic turn Park. Back to, yeah, the same thing. Yeah, it's like, they why? they spent so much time wondering if they could do it. They didn't consider if they should do it. Exactly. I don't think that they should do it, but I mean, who am I to stop them? I mean, Willie Mammoth. Yeah, what probably am I going to do? Willie Mammoth's Willie Mammoth's probably like the least. That's a safe choice. Yeah. Like, but what if they're like, oh, we can make a Willie Mammoth? What if we bring back? Yeah. What if this is the a first pterodon or a T Rex? I doubt they'll really do that. How much DNA do they really have of dinosaurs? They only have the woolly mammoth because they found it frozen that one time, remember? I think that's right, yeah. Well, they're going to kill them all off shortly after they get them back because they're just going to take this stuff from their tusks. What is it, ivory? Ivory, all the wool. What, such a cynical view of the world, JD. I think it's, that if we, dude, brought, <laughs> if we brought something back from extinction, I feel like they'd be pretty cagey with who they let near it. At first. Give it but I, mean, I feel like, but listen, if they could bring... Uh, genuinely, if they can bring back something that's been dead for a million years or however, it's not a million, a few hundred thousand years back to life, then they could bring back other like endangered species, maybe. I hope so. Like That'd be kind of cool. Panda bear. Like elephants or rhinos that are actually being poached a lot. Good call, Davis. Thank you, like thank you for call. adding a dichotomy to this negative t- t- turn we took. All right, um, JP. Do you enjoy do you enjoy Marvel movies? Absolutely, bro. Okay, I love those. Movies. That's what we like to hear. What's your favorite? Um, okay, the first one that pops out of my head right now, I'm thinking Ant-Man. Ant-Man's that's not good. Like my overall favorite. I love Ant-Man 1 and 2. Those Ant- are such great movies. I love Paul Rudd. I love uh, Carlos Pena. Is yes. that his name? No, no, no. That's the, ba- that's the baseball player. Oh, Michael yeah. Pena. Carlos Michael Pena is Pena. the baseball player from Moneyball. They got tra- they his name traded. is Carlos in the movie, though, isn't it? I got I the van. <laughs> Michael Pena is the actor's name. Okay, my bad. He's also in... Uh, the other movie that I knew him from when I was growing up was Shooter with um, Mark Wahlberg. Do you I'm know that movie? With that one. <laughs> it's I, like the cheesiest movie. Michael Payne is also in uh, End of Watch with Jake Gyllenhaal. I did not know that. He's in a lot of things. He's a good actor. Mm. And he's in The Martian. He's in the. Oh yeah, he is in The he's Martian. In the Martian. Uh, he's in Lincoln Lawyer. Jack, you like Link or you like Lincoln Lawyer? JP, I've never seen JP it, but that's would the like what? Someone asking me. Right. Someone in the bullpen was asking me about Lincoln Lawyer. Was that you, Jack? I, not me. My brother likes that movie. Someone was asking me if D- I'd did seen I did. I dream it. about it. What the world? I, I think probably. We I have mean, a lot of conversations in there last Davis. week. There are a lot of conversations that get like lost to the void in that room <laughs> over there. But what I was. Gonna what are your thoughts overall? Now, I mean, when do we need to go to a? We're talking about Spider Man, so. Yeah, I really like that the uh, two Spider-Mans with Tom Holland. 
I love the second one, but I've only seen it the one time. I really liked like the CGI and everything. I watched Doctor Strange over the weekend. That's another one of my favorites. Are the new Spider-Mans out on on D Plus? Could I? Stars. Stars. Sony owns them. Yeah. You oh. Hit up Alex. He might be able to hook you up there. I have his login. Well, I think. well, all right. <laughs> Alex is probably going to tune in. He's going to call and be like, yo, do not give out my stars. He doesn't stars care. I have all of his family's logins because no. he, when he when he stayed in my apartment over the summer, he's Set, like, you can, settle down, you can just use them. You know, nothing to prove. Yeah, so um, I'm going to one-up y'all with how many of Alex's logins So, Davis, are you rec- you're recording today and getting uploaded on Friday yes, through the lens? I believe that's how we do it. Okay. So, Alex and Davis, Alex, the movie man, he knows things that other people don't know or don't care to know about movies. Um, there, he's going to be sitting down with Davis to discuss the Sam Raimi Spider-Man trilogy today in the studio, and that podcast is going to get uploaded on Friday. So, that's something to look forward to. What's if you're a fan of movies. At 12. Okay. So, we go Wednesday. It's going to be an exciting day. We got Compact Discourse 8 to 10. We got DJP sitting in the booth 10 to 12. We got Through the Lens getting recorded from 12 to 2. And then we got our afternoon lineup of shows, as always. Woodstock Hour, Mackie Hour, Cheetah, Cheetah Print Prince. coming on at 8 p.m. If you're a fan of all things funk, R&B, and soul got Chris Tobias coming in to spin some tunes. I might just be joining him for that one as well. So Wednesday, you got to keep your dial right here on WEGL 91.1 FM because, I mean, the fun never ends. Exactly. Has the fun ever ended on Weagle? Yeah, what have we went down <laughs> freshman year? I mean, did we go down yesterday? <laughs> take your pick. Yeah, but not for a long time. Okay, it was like good. 10 minutes. Just, That'll just, happen every Just enough every to keep song. old compact discourse off the air. But that's neither here nor there. We are going to head to a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue discussing with DJP. We might talk a little music. And we might get to our discussion about road trips. So I'm pretty excited about mine coming up this weekend. You're listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Your calls are welcome at 334-844-9345. Don't touch that dial. We'll be back in about two minutes. back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Davis Carroll and DJP, joined by Grayson Moyer now in the studio. we got a full house ready to discuss everything with you here today. If you want to join the conversation, of course, your calls are welcome at 334-844-9345, or you can send me a tweet at cdiscau, and we'll get your conversation on the show. We've been discussing a myriad of things today, from Devious Licks to Spider-Man to now this day in music history, which DJP has brought up something hot for us today. Davis and JP, I already talked to you. Grayson, how you doing on this rainy morning? I'm doing pretty well. I'm doing a lot better compared to the last time that I was in Compact Discourse when I was running on, you know, two hours of sleep. But 
we're getting there. It's about growth. Um, we're, we're, we're getting better. We're fixing problems. I haven't dropped a frame yet. Knock on wood. Heck the array is yeah. working yeah, perfectly. Wood. I, think, I think we're hitting our stride on Compact Discourse finally. So thank you guys for joining me today. And thank you to everyone who is listening out there in TV and radio land, whether that be on your terrestrial radio or from WEGLFM.com. 24-hour live stream. Check it out. Just click the play button on the boom box. All right, JP, I'm going to throw it over to you. Catch. He got it. You want me to start from like the beginning or start from the end? As they start from the beginning, is okay. that's a very good I'm place to start. I'm going to start with the Ford Motor Company in 1965. So on this day in 1965, the Ford Motor Company became the first automaker to offer an eight-track tape in all of their cars. Interesting. So that was that's kind of cool to think that they went from radio to like an eight-track, and then what cassettes. Yep. And then yeah, they so. had record players at some point, but they weren't very common. You'd put them in like the trunk, right? Well, it, CD players, yeah. The record players were generally inside the car. Were they front-loading? Um, no. It, I, I can't remember what they look like. I haven't seen one actually in person. But oh, and fair enough. They'd be in the cabin of the car. Okay. For sure. But this is like the 40s. It's not like a, you know, a MacBook where it just you know, ate this, the record. Mm. And well, then, what, what, what would you listen to in 1965 if you had an 8-track in your, in your Ford? Mm. Ooh. Uh, probably Marty Robbins' Gunslinger Ballads. That's a good good call. I found that on vinyl the other day. Yeah, I really, if I ever get a record player, I'm going to have that one. 100%, I will get that. I got like the original pressing, bro. Check 10,000 hertz. I'm ta- telling JP too. Well, I still don't have like a record player, so why would I go buy a record if I can't use it? Other you're going to get one eventually. A little bit of social pressure to get you to get one. Goofy, you'll get one eventually. Why not? Why not start getting records now? And then we're going to go ahead and fast forward ten years <laughs> into 1975. Pink Floyd on this day released their album "Wish You Were Here." What a great and album! It was at number one for a total of 84 weeks on both sides of the Atlantic. That is more than a year. Sure is. Almost like, two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I listened to, I was only about like seven minutes into the first song on the first album, or on the album. There's like four or five songs because it's such like a, uh, I don't know, let me see. Yeah, it's like five songs. And then we're going to go all the way up to 1997. Wish You Were Here is the one with the man on fire. Is this correct? Correct. Okay. Yes. I still There's got it. a lot it. of symbolism. I've actually done a whole show talking about that album before. I did, uh, I think it was one of my last shows of 2020. It was a Live with DJP episode with my friend Hayden. We talked about that album. He brought in like his copy of the record and was talking about all the different stuff that came with the vinyl packaging. And in 1997, there was a 34-year-old man who won a lawsuit and was awarded more than 20,000 euro after a French court heard that he lost his hearing at a U2 concert in 1993. So he made money off YouTube because he lost his hearing after standing too close to the stage. Interesting. That's serious. Pe- people need to bring earplugs to concerts more often. Like, I, I care about this because I'm an audio engineer with damaged hearing, but like, you know, it- it- it's serious. Once it's gone, it never comes back. Mm-hmm. Maybe not suing YouTube because let's be honest, that's your fault. But like, come on, just back it be up careful. a little. Can we come sue YouTube for? Putting, uh, for making the, bad music? That's actually my next point. Oh. <laughs> so in 2014, it back to JP. for making bad music. Oh. <laughs> Poor nah, Bono. Nah, I like YouTube. Bono, YouTube if you're listening. Bono doesn't no hard need feelings. your sympathy. Bono doesn't care about us. So in 2014, so, okay, six days prior to uh, this day, seven years ago, was when they released the album on, like, all Apple devices. 
And then today is like six days after seven years ago where Apple decided to allow an option where you could remove the U2 album. So they just downloaded the album to your device automatically. And then six days later, we were like, you know, maybe we shouldn't have done that. We'll just give people the option to remove it. And I, it didn't say the percentage of how many people kept it, but I kept it. I listened to the album a couple times. It, it wasn't good? terrible, but I mean, it was it was a free album, so I wasn't really complaining. <laughs> it has somehow appeared on my MacBook. <laughs> I don't know how. I don't know same. when it did, but it did. Was it Songs of Innocence? Yeah, I think it, and the guy like hugging the other guy or something. Yeah, yeah, that's the one. I've got it right here. Dis the one. <laughs> that's the one. All right, so is that it for you? Yeah, that's all. All right, well, that was good stuff. Um, a, a, ni- a nice tie-in from one U2 story to another. Yeah, I thought it was funny that there was two things related to U2, one having to do with hearing loss and then something else where the people were frustrated. Yeah, and no one's happy with U2 on this day in history. <laughs> I guess not. I mean, u is a great band, but whenever you give someone a free album – when you give it to everyone, there's always going to be a group of people I, who are going to complain about. I've it. heard I've heard discourse about this topic before, but how do you feel about the band name U2? Does it? I mean, it's not great for search engine optimization or brand recognition. I don't know. I think I it's mean, cool. It, it could have been a lot worse. I mean, there there are a lot of more boring planes you could have been named after. Fair enough. Oh, my band is three numbers. Boring. Is that a shot at the B-52s? Oh, wait, I didn't even think about the B-52s. No, I was talking about the hypothetical, like, if you named your band, like, 737 or something. Ooh, that's definitely Ooh, a I'm band. a commuter playing. 311. <laughs> we can't play 311 Don't on even Weagle. say that on the air. You remember that, you remember that I- show? I'll make fun of the B-52s as well. I haven't listened to a lot of their music, but they're they're goofy and not in the way that I enjoy. <laughs> and they're also from Athens, Georgia. I don't even know why you should be allowed to make music in that town. is the B-52s. With B-52s. the amount that this station mm. plays the same R.E.M. song, I wouldn't take too many shots at Athens. <sighs> All right. Davis, what do you got for us? Y'all speaking about plane names, it's making me remember that show that was on Discovery Kids, like Flight. Flight 19 Down. Was that it? Was that what it was, it was called? something like that. Yeah, it, it was two numbers by JP. Do y'all remember that show? <laughs> I do remember yeah, that. No, yeah. I watched it every Flight morning. 29. Flight 29. Flight 29. Yeah. It had Corbin Blue in it, I believe. It did have yeah. Corbin Blue in it. Yeah, no, I watched that like every morning before school. That was like Jack's likes to, Jack likes to say, "Baby's first lost." That's yeah. what it was for me. Fair enough. It, it would come on right after the show with Steve Irwin's daughter, Bandy the Jungle Girl. Yes. I know it well. So, um, JP had to go see a man about a horse, so he will not be joining <laughs> us for the rest of the show. But that's okay. He did his job, and we are thankful for him for coming off the bench on a Weagle Wednesday. Uh, you can check him out. Woodstock Hour tonight at 7 p.m., right before Cheetah Print at 8 p.m., all times central, as we are do here in Lee County, Alabama. All right, we're going to move on to our next topic of discussion, which is road trips. Now, Grayson, I know you're very fond of road trips. Davis, I don't know your take on road trips, but I, I assume I'll figure it out here in a minute. But the reason I bring it up is because I am in for an entire semester of exciting road trips alongside Chris, as we're going to be traveling to all of the away football games. And the first one is coming up this weekend as me and Chris are going to be heading over to the Keystone State of Pennsylvania. And uh, that's going to be exciting. So it should be a weekend of fun and fa- gross fast food in my car. So excited for that. The third uh, best part of road trips. Yeah, calories don't count when you're on wheels. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, it, thesis statement on road trips, are you pro or con? I am, I am 100% pro. The amount of just wacky things that can go on on road trips, the fact that it's like, oh, I got through airport security and I sat in a metal tube for four hours and now I'm in Las Vegas. That's boring. 
if you want to drive for three days and eat a horrible amount of calories and listen to 13 podcasts in a row, like that's way better, clearly. It's not efficient, but it's better. You think you grow as a person on yes. a road trip. You, you learn things about yourself and how you deal with conflict and changes because they never go to plan either. Davis? I love traveling, but oh. I'm not the biggest fan of road trips. If But if there's someone else in the car, I don't mind it. Okay, fair enough. Because I've had to drive, that drive to Mobile, the three and a half hours, I've driven it like one time with someone else. It is the most... I. I cannot stand it. I, I never go home because it's, I hate the drive so much. See, I'm actually, I'm a big fan of solos. Like, I, I sort of lose it a little bit. I start talking to myself after a while, but, like, it's... I, I just get bored really quick. Like I, like, I get so bored, I don't want to listen to music, and I don't want to listen to podcasts, and I don't want to... I just... You want to listen to the, the, the road hum? I don't. That's what it's, ah, it makes you so aggravated. The, no. And it's just a, such a boring drive. You go through Montgomery, and that's it. And it's just boring little Seriously, pine I, trees you see the hank williams museum maybe lower, lower alabama lower maybe that's alabama. a testament to lower alabama not your uh thoughts on road trips eh. i think i think it is but i've never really gone on a road trip anywhere besides orlando's the farthest i've probably gone mm. every other place i've gone i've been to montana we flew there and i've been to yeah that's really the only other place in america i've really been I think the longest, it, it's a tie. I've driven to, not by myself, I've driven to New Mexico and I've driven to Canada. And both of those were multi-day endeavors. And those were like legitimately awesome. Partly because of what you mentioned, because you get out of lower Alabama and there's more to sort of see and mm -hmm. stops to make, like the, the scenery changes up. Mm -hmm. But like, I, I think there's a lot of value in the solo, especially like if you've ever done one like, my favorite thing when I was a freshman, whenever I drive back to Birmingham, was to leave at like five in the morning and just show up like as the sun is coming up. That was awesome because nobody was out on the road. It was just me and just the sun coming up. It ruled. I think if I wasn't the one driving, sure, I'd much more enjoy it. But I'm usually the one driving, and I like driving to a point. And there's like there's a certain amount of time where I'm just like I hate driving. I want to crash my car. <laughs> okay. Um, well, I think there's a there's. I kind of like going alone too because there's no social pressure. Um, to to listening to the same song for four hours. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you just want to throw on Brody Quest and 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 wake up in Florida. But um, th there's 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 a there's a conversation element that comes to a a dual road trip. I've done some short ones with a with with two people in the car, and those have been those have been a lot of fun. Um, especially with three people, because you know you don't have to talk the whole time. You well, can have some time. It, it's to, just like the radio. You show. can have some time, have to, time think. to think. Yeah, I mean, we could we could do a road trip right now in the studio, just the three of us. Um, I think some pretty legendary road trips I've been on uh, this this past year for New Year's. I got up at four in the morning from Auburn and drove to Orlando to be at the Citrus Bowl by noon when it kicked off uh, to meet some friends down there who live in Florida, so they were already down there, and then. Following the Citrus Bowl, I drove to St. Augustine and then stayed the night there, so very tired at that point. Uh, and then the next day, I got up and drove all the way to uh, Lake Oconee in Georgia, which took me a lot of the day because, as you know, I-95 is not a friendly road, and then uh, went back to Birmingham the next day. So I made a big thousand-mile loop over the course of two days, and it was very relaxing, great way to spend my New Year's. Now, here's the question with road trips. 
if you have a choice in the matter, will you intentionally tell your GPS like back roads or do you stick to interstates? I always stick to interstates. Okay. Um, I, it, it's something calming about it. There's, 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 you can take your head out of the game if, as it were. Sure. It depends on where I'm going. I generally pick back roads like, uh, not this most recent summer, but the one before, um, I made, uh, over a couple weeks, basically a big loop around Florida. So my parents live down there now. So I went to go see them few days or I stayed with them for about a week and then drove to from Panhandle, Florida down to Tampa, which is in like South Central Florida. And there's a like back road that basically travels all the way along tracing the coast of Florida and going through the Apalachicola National Forest. And it's great because there's once again, nobody else out there and you're just driving either sort of along the water or you're like in the, the woods, the part of Florida you don't see very often mm-hmm. with all those pine trees. And then, you know, it, it was it was a lot more fun than I hit I hit St. Augustine after that to see the same person. And that was just, you know, an interstate through Daytona. Wasn't a, it wasn't as cool. It's fun. You know, it wasn't it's, as much to see. see you, you can't see the country any better, especially in a country like the United States. Sure. Any better from, so from hit, hitting the open road. All right. We're going to continue talking about road trips on the other side of this break. If you have a road trip story you'd like to share with us, go ahead and call in at 334-844-9345 or tweet at me at CDiscAU and we'll get your opinion on the show we'd love to hear from you i'm joined by jack Har- or i'm jack Har, joined by davis carroll and grayson moyer all right almost made it through the whole show uh you're listening to compact discourse right here on wegl 91.1 fm we'll be back in about two minutes after this psa break to continue this, this, our discussion about road trips don't go anywhere we'll be right back Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. It is 9.33 a.m. here in Auburn, Alabama, where it's currently raining just a little bit. We're dealing with periods of rain today, high of 75. It is sitting at 75 right now. We're dealing with about 10-mile-an-hour winds heading east-northeast as a result of Tropical Storm Nicholas making its way across the Gulf South. We're expecting about a quarter of an inch of rain today as the rain continues today and looks like it will be continuing until next Wednesday. So plan accordingly. We're in for a wet weekend here on the Plains. All right, although some of us will be heading out of town over to Pennsylvania, including myself. I know Jacob Hillman will be joining me, as well as Aiden Kowalski, who gave us a quick shout-out over text matches. Thank you for listening, Aiden Kowalski. He is our sports correspondent here at WEGL and does a fine, good job of it. All right, we are continuing our discussion about road trips. I'm joined by Grayson Moyer and Davis Carroll. Of course, JP made it back in the studio as well, had an urgent matter to attend to, but he's back now. All right, JP, do you have any thoughts on road trips? Where have you been recently, and uh, do you like hitting the road? Okay, so I used to hate hitting the road. Uh, well, okay, well, you have a redemption arc, kind of been to share an with on us? and off thing. So when I first got my car, I loved driving, and then I got into like an accident a couple months after I got my license, of course. So I didn't drive for a while, and then whenever I got back into it, I loved driving again. And then I got into a second accident that was complete cause of the weather. So I really just hated it for like a long time after that. And then whenever I got into college, because that second one happened my senior year, like the beginning of senior year, so I just kind of really started enjoying it more because I could drive to Auburn and back and like that three hours. I hate that drive. Like I know Davis doesn't like that drive either. Stand the drive from Mobile to Auburn. (laughs) Yeah, the Mobile to Auburn drive is boring. 
unless you can get good music or like a good podcast. And then my aux cord port in my car stopped working about half. I think it was like at the very beginning of COVID. So I would just have to, I have like two CDs that I'd listen to all the time. And then I finally got one of those Bluetooth things. So now that I have the Bluetooth thing, I really enjoy driving again. But the longest road trip I've ever made, I drove to Chicago, Illinois in 2019. That was a good time, but I don't know if I will ever make that drive again. Speaking of long ones, I want to add a caveat onto my original very pro road trip stance. And that is this, this only applies to cars, buses. Like I've done, I was, I was a band kid. Sorry. Uh, we drove to New York 20 hours one way. The worst. Mm. We, we drove to Texas one time and I stayed awake for 36 hours. Ooh. Like it, it is awful. Was it like a packed bus or like could you they, Yeah, they're always packed. They only buy enough seats okay. for who's actually there. I've been on Very a lean. few bus trips where you could sprawl out. Yeah, it was same much football. better. Did you go to Williamsburg, Davis? No. I went to Orlando, and then for the basketball team, we went to Montgomery a few times, like back and forth. I mean, that's only like an hour, so it's not bad, but mm-hmm. like it was still it was still relaxing to take a nap in like the. I think the seats. the difference with bus trips and road trips is agency. You know, yes, like, absolutely. I want to stop. I want to get a soda. I'm Understand, stopping right yeah. now. I, you can stop at back to back exits if you want. There's no one to no one to stop you. There are that, no that, rules. There's freedom on the, the road. The road. I think there's also something to be said for the inbuilt stereo of a car. Like, a lot of people, the nicest speakers they own are in their car. Good call. And the fact that you can just put on whatever music or even even if it's a negotiation between the other people in the car, there's not 60 of them. Yeah. That's true. No one, fair not everyone has to decide on the same movie. Yes, you don't have exactly. to play We're watching Master of Disguise again. Oh, no. No! Not Dana Carvey. Legendary bus movie, Master of Disguise. <laughs> Check it out. I saw Cars 3 for the first time on a bus without audio, so I had to guess what was happening. Did y'all ever have the ones that had, like, you could get antenna TV? Like, one time we watched Dr. Phil for three straight hours until my jazz what? band director made us turn it off. Like, people were just cheering, like, yelling curse words from the back of the bus, cheering on Phil. I would love to great. watch Maury or Mari. Oh, man. I don't know. Just trash TV on a bus. That would be awesome. Speaking of buses... I have a little sightseeing an- anecdote. Okay, Ooh. go ahead. Is it anecdotal evidence? Sorry, you go ahead. That's a throwback to front it's of the Davis, bench. So yes. So I went to Germany my sophomore summer of high school, and obviously we went there for a wedding. German weddings are very fun. I'll just throw that out there. But we went on obviously we went sightseeing, and we went on a lot of those like tour buses, like you know, like you can hop off wherever you want. Uh, I can't remember the exact name of them, but. Uh, so <laughs> every we went on like four of them, I'd say, and every time we went on them, I fell asleep on them because like the bus's hum was so immaculate and the driver was so nice, like good at driving, and the roads were so smooth and it had like a nice little rock to it. I didn't see a lot of Germany. I fell asleep every single time. Like I didn't mean to. The bus just hit your resonant frequency, and I you, just you faded out of existence. It is something. There was something there, and I was just every time I, I could not control it. I can't sleep on buses to save my life. Like my, you didn't go on those buses. My mom used to like, <laughs> she'd feed me a Benadryl before I'd get on band buses so that I could sleep, and that's still sometimes. Did she wrap work. it in cheese? Hopefully, <laughs> like, no, that defeats the whole purpose. You're not supposed to know you're taking the pill. I don't know. Sleep, sleep is just a goofy thing with how my brain works, and it's just it's not gonna happen on a bus. The most I've ever done in one day is I drove from Dallas, Texas, back to Auburn, Alabama, uh, which is about ten hours, give or take. 
uh, in in one Sunday afternoon. So that was an enjoyable drive. It was a bit rainy. It was a bit boring, but you know, comes with the territory. So I don't. I'm not. I'm not enthused to do a trip like that again. But um, I'll do it if the circumstances arise. Um, I think the trip to Dallas was worth it, and the the money I saved not flying was worth it as well. So. We're- so when does a long drive become a road trip to y'all? Two hours. Um, two hours. Yeah. I would, yeah. Anything under the two. Anything under the two hour mark is just a long drive. Because I drive back to my folks' house in Birmingham, and I wouldn't consider that a road trip. If I, that's if about two fifteen. If I have to plan my day around it and think about my arrival time like that, then okay. Two hours. So I've been on a few more than that. I think a road. I've been in New Orleans a few A road times. trip is a substantial portion of your day. You're not Correct. doing anything else. Yeah. That, if that makes sense. And also, I feel like under the anything over the two-hour mark feels like about the same amount of time to me. Like, I might be tired, but after about two hours, I'm locked in, and I'm just going to keep driving. Once you're in, you're in. Two. You know, we've... Okay, we're talking about time. We brought up a lot of road trips. We've talked in vague sort of ways about ones we liked, but not about ones... Or, yeah, we haven't talked specifics about one we liked. Do you have a favorite road trip that maybe you've done a few times Ooh, okay so okay i'm not gonna lie i really enjoyed the chicago trip but the one place that i go like probably a couple times a year i'd say Asheville, north carolina i love that drive i always take the scenic route like whenever i get north of atlanta i take the exit and kind of go towards like Tallulah falls have you been up there before no that you're actually you were describing my favorite road trip yeah adjacent to my favorite road trip it is it's beautiful i love the scenic route and i i hate driving on the interstate through south carolina just it's so boring and i'd rather see the mountains like earlier on and i i want to go up here during the fall at some point if i can because Asheville, really just the carolinas in the fall just looks so nice yeah i can second that my favorite is um Great Smoky Mountain National Forest, which is sort of maybe 30 minutes from Asheville, mm-hmm. sort of more west. Um, the route I take takes me up through uh, Chattanooga. So you end up shooting into Tennessee and then into the mountains for a while. And you go through this, like, you're driving next to the Okoe and where the Olympic rafting happened for a yeah, while. You're I've, up in those I've rock bases. That drive, it's an incredibly easy five hours. It's so beautiful. And at the end of it, you're in the Great Smoky Mountain National Forest. That place rules. Or National Park, sorry. Not forest. There's a difference. Being like in the forest, in the woods, in the mountains is just I I prefer over the beach. You ever seen a black bear? You ever seen a black bear? Seen a black bear? I think like when I was younger. I don't. I can't think of a time that I've seen one like as an adult. But I remember one of the first times I saw a bear when I was like five or six. We were in Yellowstone. I was like, whoa, that is a large, fuzzy animal that I wish that I could go pet, but I know I would probably die. <laughs> That was like the thought that I remember in my head when we were at Yellowstone. I I was like five or six. That was like one of those first memories for me right there was seeing that bear. I've seen a couple black bears. I've I've been close to a grizzly, but I didn't see it. That was nearby. They have a they have a habit of that. Yeah, that's that's sort of their goal. (laughs) It should be your goal as well. Yes. Try to avoid contact with bears. I have I don't do a lot of repeat road trips. A lot of the long uh, drives I've done, I will uh, have only done once i think florida is a place i've been but i mean i-75 is a pretty pretty cushy route it's three three lanes passing's pretty easy um i will say that when i go up to my grandparents house it's about three hours away uh in north georgia and uh, the gps really likes to take me on i-85 through atlanta which is a it's a perfectly viable route but i usually hop off in lagrange and take 27 just through the back roads of georgia and it's a it's a pretty comparable 
time, and uh, it is it's it's a little more fulfilling to uh to, and then you also don't get stuck in Atlanta traffic, which is a which is a plus. That's the worst. So uh, yes, shout out mm. to Federal Highway 27 uh, for providing many safe travels to me to and from my grandparents' house. Rules, rules. I've been to New Orleans. I mean, I haven't really done a lot of repeat ones. I've been to Orlando a few times, but I don't really like that one. I guess New Orleans. I've been there two to three times for some sports events, been with some friends. I don't think I had to drive for either of them. So I guess it, these are more fond in my memory. New Orleans was when I got to hear my jazz band director's favorite joke when we went over a bridge, and she was like, and out of your left side you can see water. <laughs> Apparently Ooh. she does that every year. Mm. Welcome, to first time. Welcome to band. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I mean, we have a lot of road trips to discuss. I know I've got one coming up this weekend. I'm pretty excited about. Me and Tobias are heading up to Pennsylvania, taking the long way. We are hoofing it in my car. Um, I know Aiden and Jacob are going to be taking the plane as well as my folks. So excited to meet up with some War Eagles up in State College, Pennsylvania, this weekend. We're also going to be previewing that. Auburn versus Penn State matchup tomorrow on the sports edition of Compact Discourse. I hope you're enjoying our not sports episode today, but we're back to sports tomorrow. Don't worry about that. Um, thank you to JP, Grayson, and Davis for joining me in the booth. We got one more segment coming up, so don't go anywhere. We will be right back for the conclusion of Compact Discourse. If you want to get your opinion on the show, share a story with us, hit us up, 334-844-9345. We'll get right to your call. We'll be back in about two minutes on the other side of this break. We're going to conclude this exciting episode of Compact Discourse. Welcome back to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. I'm your host, Jack Hart, joined alongside Grayson Moyer and J.P. Williams. We're playing a little bit of musical chairs here in the studio this morning as Davis Carroll now had to go see A Man About a Horse, but hopefully he'll be back as well. We're talking road trips. We're excited about this weekend. Auburn playing Penn State up in Happy Valley, 6 p.m. on ESPN. So check that one out if you're interested in watching our Auburn Tigers head into the whiteout. Davis Carroll back in the studio now. So we've got the full house going once again. We want to remind you that if you want to join the show, tell us a story about anything we've talked about today, from Devious Licks to Spider-Man to Road Trips. You can go ahead and call in on the show, 334-844-9345, and we will get to your call. You can also send me a tweet at CDiscAU, and I will read it on the show with whatever you have to say. And with that, we got Davis Carroll, we got Grayson Moyer, and get your knitting needles out because J.P. Williams is ready to spin us a yarn. We're ready to get back into the show. Did you hear us talking about spinning yarn last night on the Why So Serious show? <laughs> I regret that I did not. <laughs> oh, yeah. We were talking about spinning yarn for a good, like, 10 minutes or so. That was uh, one of my, like, phrases of the week, whatever. I was going to bring that up next. So, um, yeah. So what you got Woodstock Hour coming up tonight? Yeah, I've actually got the Jimi Hendrix special tonight. So okay. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, I'm starting the show off with Foxy Lady. That's off of the 1967 debut album from the Jimi Hendrix Experience. Are you experienced? That's probably, I'd say, my second to third favorite on that album. I hate putting numbers to favorites, especially with Jimi Hendrix songs, just because they're all so good. But I'm doing uh, Foxy Lady. I'm doing like a song by the Blue Oyster Colts, BB King, Stevie Ray Vaughan, 
I've got all types of stuff. I'm really excited for this one. I do this pretty much like every year because this Saturday will mark 51 years since he passed away. So uh, freshman year, I opened up the show with All Along the Watchtower. That was the first song to ever play on Woodstock. And then sophomore year, I did like a, uh, what would it be, an anthology episode? Yeah, uh, fair enough. Okay, so I did that sophomore year and then junior year. So I figured senior year, I might as well have a Jimi Hendrix theme since that'll be, well, Saturday's the 51st year. So we're still at 50 years right now since he passed away, but yeah. Good deal. So that is at 7 p.m. tonight right here on WEGL. 91.1 91.1 FM, or you can stream that live, WEGLFM.com. Click the play button on the boombox to listen live to WEGL. And then we got Cheetah Print coming on after that. So just hang out with us for two hours tonight here on Weagle. We got plenty of shows coming up this evening. And then immediately following Compact Discourse today, if you're listening on Terrestrial Radio or WeagleFM.com, you can keep the dial right here because DJP is going to be DJing our classic rock hour for until noon. So Keep it right here. He'll be uh, spitting some facts at you, as it were. All right, Davis, Grayson, we're jumping right back in. We're still feeling okay? Not perturbed by the rain? I'm wondering why how I was gone for two minutes and JP took over my spot. Musical chairs. Remind me not to die around JP. There's only so many ways to preset the live stream software. We can't have all the permutations built in of what three cameras we want to use. He was using the high cam the whole time. Yeah, and that looks bad. Up your game, Davis. I think the high cam. Two minutes. Cool. I was gone yeah, for, for two minutes. Show, uh, oh, yeah, that is true for the entire show. I don't know. I'll remember this, JP. I'm just an idea. I don't really care. Grow up. Whoa. <laughs> it was a, a joke. Oh, my goodness. Oh, two thing. minutes. I'm going to leave. <laughs> I was trying to set up a good joke. It was just a good, fun way to come back, but Grayson didn't like Tell it. Tell your joke. I want to stare you in the eyes while that you That was the joke. No more bowels and no more joking around Grayson. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, if you can say one thing about Grayson, it's that he doesn't enjoy bowels. All right, continuing uh, our show, uh, we want to remind you that if you do want to call in, it's 334-844-9345, as well as you can tweet at us at CDiscAU. Um, so we're continuing our discussion. Have you guys heard of this Devious Lick thing? I've yeah. seen a couple of them. I wasn't sure how legit they were. Like, I assumed it was just people taking pictures of, like, maintenance stuff, but... Are cool. people actually stealing yes, things? Yes, someone stole a locker. Grayson, should I lockers. bring up the devious lick that the root man and I were thinking about? I, I mentioned. I don't know what you're talking day. about. As long as it's not incriminating. I, I guess. I'm serious. <laughs> I, that's not a. That's not a wink. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. We're not actually gonna do this, but we since we always like talk down on the Tiger Transit. Oh, we're talking right. about stealing a Tiger Transit bus. That, but that's never going to happen. It's not yes. gonna happen. But that would be the ultimate devious lick at Auburn University. I know how to set JP up for failure now. Oh, frame him for frame, frame him for stealing a Tiger Transit. Transit. It yeah. ain't me. <laughs> you'll, you'll you'll regret stealing his chair after that one. <laughs> thank you, thank you. That's what that's what I was looking for. Yeah, way to clap for yourself on that one. I didn't make the joke, JP. All right, settle down, children. <laughs> We're in the fighting part of. The I episode. can't wait for the boxing episode of Compact Discourse. So we also discussed the uh, the passing of Norm Macdonald. How do um, you guys have any fond memories of, of, of Mr. McDonald? JP? Not a big, SN- not a big SNL guy. Not a big okay. I, just wanted to, I just wanted to you know put that out there if you guys had anything to say before we move on. I'm going to be playing him in the bullpen after this. Y'all be ready. Okay. He's funny. Um, dead air. <laughs> oh, I mean, I got some stuff to fill some dead air. Okay, yeah, <laughs> come on, JP. I'm sorry. Okay, so with all my, like, phrases, words of the week, okay, Ooh. I'll start off with this one because I – do not endorse astrology at all. 
but I heard this Sturgill Simpson song called Mercury and Retrograde, and I was like, what in the world does that mean? So retrograde is when something like is spinning backwards and Mercury being in retrograde is like an illusion that makes it look like Mercury is spinning backwards in the atmosphere, atmosphere orbit. I don't even know what the word is. It's still early in the morning. You got it. You understand. Yeah, space. But apparently that phrase means that whenever Mercury is in retrograde, you feel less energetic, more tired, and just kind of slowed down. So that's what it means when people say, oh, Mercury must be in retrograde again because I'm JP's dragging. astrology corner today. Sounds like people are coping, if you ask me. <laughs> Sounds like they need to grow up yeah, and I don't get know. a job. We do I've not some other ones. Yeah. Sorry, sorry about that, uh, astrology people. No, I, 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 I feel sympathy for them. It's okay. Well, there we have I, our I've astrology. Heard, I, I've heard it's, there's a few things that you shouldn't try to undertake when Mercury's in retrograde, including uh, starting a new business venture, or uh, purchasing electronics. There's a there's a lot of there's a there's a set of rules you, of things you want to don't avoid. breathe when Mercury's in retrograde. You might suffocate. Why, why you got to be so cynical, Davis? Look, man, it's he I left for two chair. minutes. And we took his chair. I don't. That's not why. I don't know. I don't. I don't have anything against astrology people, but I have issues with astrology in itself. So I mean, we've talked about we talked about buses a little bit today. Apparently, here, here's what I'm hearing out of Massachusetts is that there's a big bus driver shortage. To the point that they've deployed the National Guard to, dr- yeah. to drive people to school. Awesome. Do you think they were trained before? They just threw them on there. I, I feel mean, like as part of your National Guardsmanship, you get you get trained to drive a Humvee, and you could probably drive a school yeah. bus. A bus you, is so much longer than a Humvee, though. Look, if normies can drive an RV, I'm sure an army man can drive a school I'm sure they That's can, the but the episode do right you there. think they're, like, expediting the train, and they're like, okay, your train, get on, or do you think they're making them go through all the tests? I mean, probably, but, like, compared to they're, – they're probably more qualified than your average school bus driver who I – I want to be honest. I feel sympathy for. I would not want to be in your position. That We're not casting awful. dispersions on school bus drivers Absolutely. here on Cafe Discourse. Absolutely. We I, I would not want to be do. a transit driver in general. You have a hard job. Yeah, thank you for showing up for work, though, because there's not a lot of people that will. So the people that do show up to drive public transportation, you guys are the real MVPs. Make the world go round. JP says that, and then he's going to hate on thank you. Oh, I'm going to hate on him no matter JP, what. JP, do you think your bus driver? Showing up to if work. I learned anything from Fortnite, it's that you always need to thank the bus yeah, driver. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No, this show hates on Tiger Transit as an institution, not on the individual drivers. Yeah. As we know, as uh, if you're going to the engineering career fair today at 2 p.m. and Brown Copel, I mean, it's rarely people's fault. It's almost always the system's fault. Sure. And we can, we can yell about the system. We can yell about the system. <laughs> yeah. The system's not going to get angry. The system, man. We what enjoy, if it does? We enjoy the people. They're working yeah. against you, bro. Did Power I ever tell people. you guys about the, uh, the Tiger Transit driver I had that would sing show tunes? As we were going to school. <laughs> now this is Dr. interesting. Cat? No, no, I, I I miss that guy. I loved him. He was he would be like you know a bright spot on your day when he's just driving the bus, singing show tunes. Like maybe you know twenty five year old dude. Oh, he's only twenty five. Yeah, he was a young guy. Tunes? I think he might have been like a a student, like a part time driver. I wasn't really sure, but like he was always fun. We had a couple conversations. He knew about drum corps and asked me about a few of the shirts I had. Like it was a good time. Was he in the band at Auburn? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. Interesting. Mm-hmm. You got to find this guy, Grayson. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't know if he's still a driver. He. I never saw him again after my my freshman year. He might have got moved to a different route. He was a route, ghost. But he never yeah, existed. He probably was a ghost. <laughs> you. You had a. You had an encounter with the supernatural. I, I find a picture from Auburn's first class of bus drivers. Yeah, he's like the shining. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the sh- oh, the first show tune club in 1910. Yeah. 
but yeah, if you're that guy and you happen to be listening to the radio, reach out. I miss you. He died in a freak bus accident, and now he's cursed to drive buses for his all eternity. He didn't thank them. That's what, no! happens. That's what happens if you don't thank the bus driver. And I mean, I hate I hate to be the one to bear that bear that news to you, but unfortunately, it is the truth. It's kind of hard to thank the bus drivers on the new bus, though, because you have to like yell across the loud bus with the where the doors just are. Give them like a peace well, sign. Wider than the old. If you bus just give them like a peace sign, that's kind of the same thing as saying thank you. Hit them with the limp yeah, too. They as we like to say. The peace sign whenever they're trying to let people off. They're trying to get back on the. I road. think I don't think they need to see it. It's just the fact that you did it. Okay, that's a good, that's a valid point. Yeah. But on the old buses, I'd be like, thank you. I appreciate you. Like, I'd normally walk off the bus and be like, I appreciate it. You give him a big old hug before he got off. No, I wouldn't e- do that. Even just the, the little head nod, like some sort of sign, like, hey, I appreciate the service you've provided here. I'm a big fan of doing the, the tip of the hat. A little <laughs> goofy little right there. Flick. A little hat flick for him. That's why, this is why we need the more prevalence of the the like the biker wave, the left hand doing this just down by your side. Oh, yeah, the Which motorcycles people do to each other. If that was just a normal thing in society, just flash one of those out. I think back in the day when people were in hats more often, it was more – people say people were nicer back in the day. Maybe it was just easier to display it with the tip of the hat, you know? We I can don't know if people were nicer back then. Well, it, it, that's, that's the prevailing – attitude it's, it's the lie we tell ourselves yeah i mean yeah, it was it just it was just a veneer from everyone wearing a hat as as jp is That's like one hijacked why, my hat why the uh, good guys won every war in history it, it's like it really when people say think. uh you know it's like <laughs> when people say that southern people are nice we're mean we're just not public about being mean we have a better veneer yes and uh we'll con- we'll conclude with that uh everyone on the show is very <laughs> mean we'll just have a very good veneer is uh the word of the day all right. Well, thank you so much for listening to Compact Discourse. Davis, Grayson, JP, any parting shots before I hand this control board over to JP to DJ for the afternoon? I'm going to say what I closed out last night's show with. If you like Diet Dr. Pepper more than regular Dr. Pepper, don't call in. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Let people enjoy things. Man, They're both fine. I, I have opinions, <laughs> but I'll, I'll save them. All right. I'm kidding. Well, that is going to do it for no, today's not. show. Thank you so much for listening to Compact Discourse right here on WEGL 91.1 FM. Right here on however you joined us today, whether that be from your antenna, listening to a podcast, we would like to remind you of all of our previous episodes are available commercial-free wherever you get your podcast. Just search for Compact Discourse. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CDiscAU. Links to the podcast, information about the show, and important updates are all there. You can also tweet at us, get your voice on the show. You can follow the station on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok now at WEGL underscore AU. Our dedicated team of marketing professionals are working super hard to get that nice and clean and daily content able to be viewed by you. And as for that, for Jack Hart, your host, Davis Carroll, Grayson Moyer, and DJP, we wish you a great rest of your Wednesday. Stay dry, and we will talk to you tomorrow on the week finale of Compact Discourse. That's Thursday at 8 a.m. We're talking sports with Jacob Hillman and whoever else manages to find their way in the booth tomorrow morning. Once again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, attack the day, go 1-0, and War Eagle. Charge!